0: It's a new day and time for another NCEA podcast. Before we begin, try to guess which diocese our guest is from today. Here are your hints. This diocese is the archdiocese for its state. It is 2,165 square miles. This archdiocese is one of eight dioceses in its state. It is the third largest in the country. That might have given it away. It serves about fifty-seven thousand students in its schools, and it is in the Mid East region. Join me on a virtual tour to the Archdiocese of Philadelphia as we visit King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. I'm Laura Macdonald, and this is NCEA podcast. Joining us today is Christine Pagan, principal at Mother Teresa Regional Catholic School. Welcome, my friends, to Miss Pagan's office. So thank you for being here today. Um, We are excited that you are here with us, Christine. Let's get started. Tell our listeners about yourself. Hi. Thanks, Laura. Welcome, um,
1: everybody. Thanks for joining in to hear about our great school here in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, part of the Archdiocese, as Laura mentioned, of Philadelphia. Uh, So I have been principal here at Mother Teresa for eight years. I'm in my eighth year now. Prior to that, I was I started my teaching career in a Catholic high school, and that was back in 93, I believe. So I've been around a while. Um, I taught English high school, and then I went on from there to teach in a city charter school in the city of Philadelphia. And oh, I'm sorry, before that, I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia for a couple of years. Then I went back to the city in Philadelphia, and that's where I started my administrative career and was thrilled, honestly, to be back in a Catholic school. It was something that I always felt a part of when I was not there. And so when I was offered this position, I was thrilled to come back to the Catholic schools here in a elementary school, which was a little different from my teaching career. But it's been a wonderful change, and I am thrilled with the career path that I've chosen.
0: That's great. Um, Why administration?
1: So um, you know, I kind of always was interested in, in the leadership things. I'm kind of drawn to that. And when I, I loved teaching and I think, you know, there's a grace in knowing when, you know, it's time. And I started to feel that, that nudge that I wanted to try some other part of education. And I had thought about other areas, you know, reading specialist or counseling, things like that. And I just really wanted to, to, be in administration and work more on that end of developing students and schools and such. So I had some great mentors through my career who taught me a lot of great things and prepared me. And, you know, I'm, I'm again, like glad that I chose to go into administration. It's very, very different. I always say to people, I don't think administration is a promotion by any means, <laughs> it's a totally different type of job. So
0: Yes, it is, and a lot of what administrators do is so different than what teachers do and as teachers in the classroom, we don't see a lot what goes on in an administrator's administrator's office because we're with the students, so yes, it is very different. Um, it's always important to have really good um mentors to yeah. to help prepare you.
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So tell us about Mother Teresa Regional School. Sure. So
1: um, we we actually merged. So in 2012, a bunch of schools were merged and became regional schools. I was not here at the time, but we were one of those schools that was merged with two different local schools. One was Mother Divine Providence. One was St. Teresa of Avila. And they came together and called the school Mother Teresa Regional. Um, So I came here in 2004. 14 and we are pre-k three through eight pre-k two three and i'm sorry we, we added our two-year-old program last year we have about 300 students in the building um we have our teachers are awesome very highly qualified certified work very very hard uh we're in a, a really nice community here um you know, we've seen a lot of changes, as I think everybody has in the past couple of years with COVID and things like that. But even prior to that, we've been building, we've been growing. We put in um, as our maker space. We put in a whole makerspace space for our engineering program that we have here. We put in a brand new tech center for to add to um, just the regular technology classes, the coding. We added broadcasting in there. Um, we're constantly making changes, constantly adding and enhancing curriculums and, you know, we're just, it's a great community here. And we just more recently received the blue ribbon award this year, which was something that is, I'm so super proud of Uh, a lot of work went into that, just getting our school to even be considered for a blue ribbon status. And then they have to actually fill out all the paperwork and it's very time consuming and very very exciting honor to have that, so we're we're just thrilled here.
0: Well, congratulations to you and your team on that blue ribbon. Thank you. I, you know, Mother Teresa Regional School was honored with this blue ribbon. There were only 24 private schools awarded by the Council for American Private Education, which we know as CAPE, in this country, and 22 out of the 24 were Catholic, by the way, um, you know, it's quite an honor. And I know some of our listeners may be interested in finding out more. Um, so we'll come back to that um, later in our conversation. Um, most recently, um, I had the privilege of being at the Catholic Leadership Summit in, um, in the Diocese of Arlington with NCEA. And one of the most discussed topics was teacher and administrative retention. Um, we know that education is not the only field facing these job vacancies but it is a reality that our teachers deserve and need to earn more. And I believe we need to come to the issue from many angles. So this leads me to you, actually, when I read your blue ribbon report, which I actually looked at and (laughs) um, I, I immediately said, I want to reach out to this administrator. She values teachers. And I know that seems like an odd thing to say, of course, our administrators value teachers, but I feel like you've been busy putting a lot of effort forward to make sure that your teachers feel valued and they are supported. So when I saw that immediately in your Blue Ribbon Report, um, and then I reached out to you and thank you again for accepting my invitation. I I, I want our... I want our listeners to hear about all the great things that you are doing, because you're doing a lot, whether you recognize it or, or not, you're you're doing a lot. So let's jump right in. What does professional development look like at your school?
1: So professional development here, we've kind of taken a, a faceted approach. Um, you know, every teacher has different needs, and then we have needs of a school community. So we kind of do twofold. We pick certain themes throughout the year that are going to be this is what we're all going to focus on. So, last year we did a lot on growth mindset. This year we're doing a lot on assessment and how, you know, what and data and how to basically challenge our students and make sure that they're learning throughout the year. So, that was kind of our group approach. So, indiv- individually, Teachers have options. I know all the IUs offer different professional developments, but a couple of things that I've done to really kind of work in-house with our teachers is we have we have a coach that I hired on staff. So we do have an instructional coach who will meet with especially new teachers, but anyone to just kind of get them together. You know, what what are your needs? How can I help you with lesson planning? If you have a really cool project, helping them get some some STEM ideas in there. And that's kind of a non-threatening way to, you know, get some help as well as their mentor teachers for the younger teachers. We also have, I have the same woman who does our professional developments each year. She is our instructional coach on the outside. So she works with certain teachers here each year. She comes in, she'll develop plans, she'll work with them towards goals throughout the year. So it's kind of a two level approach. There's the the in-house person. She works with everybody as needed. And then our outside coach has a specific group that she works with on certain needs. The other part of that is listening to the teachers. Um, you know, I ask them, what is it that you would like? What are some things that could help you in your classrooms? What are some things that we can get in here to better you, to give you supports and such? Because if there's anything that educators need, it's support from administration, support from other people. And I always say as much as, you know, like I, I also teach education courses. I've been doing that forever as an adjunct, but so I could go in and work with them, but it's, it's kind of, I'm the one that evaluates them ultimately. So there's kind of, I think they're less apt to share with me their concerns where they can share those with these coaches and these other people that come in. So you know, look, I always say teachers are some of the worst students, right? Because I remember as a teacher sitting in professional developments, like yawn, you know, I already know this. I, you know, this is so, one of my things is individually, what can we do to help? And what are some things that can really, you know, you've been teaching 30 years, you've been teaching one, or you are a science teacher and you are a math or an English teacher, you know, it's different needs. So I think it's a kind of been what I've been trying to do with the teachers here.
0: And I think your assistant principals also helps with coaching. Is that correct? Is she part of that, that process? Yes, that she, you described? she
1: is the coach. So she okay. is the instructional coach here. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's nice. And, and do you use your title funding toward this process? We do. Uh, we, we use the
1: funding for a certain amount. And then once we run out of that, then we pay, um, then we have a budget for professional development set aside each year for professional development. And, you know, I the our instructional coach on staff, who is our assistant principal, she's not um, that's not any title money. That's all our our own budget money as well.
0: So you you find it real important to take money put money aside for that professional development. Um, it it makes a big enough difference to you to see that. Absolutely. And
1: again, the, the the support throughout the year is the part that's really important. It's not just a sit down at the first couple days of the year, do all your professional development. Maybe we'll touch base in a few months. It's that consistency that having that every day, if you need it or once a month or whatever, like throughout the year so that there's never that I don't have anybody to go to in this, in this approach.
0: Right. And also, I believe you said the outside coaching with the new teachers, you actually do that for two years.
1: Yes. So that's a two-year approach. So she takes on our our new teachers and she stays with them for two years. So this year, we only have one new teacher. So she has the same three from last year plus the new one this year. And then they'll phase out after the second year. And, you know, again, if there was somebody that needed some extra help. I've actually asked her to work one-on-one with certain teachers, just with like a one session kind of thing. Like this teacher is really struggling with this. Can you go in and help her? So,
0: right. Right. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think that's impressive. We all need to do a better job in supporting our teachers as much as we can. And that continuous coaching, I know can really make a difference, especially to our teachers that are open to it and put their self out there mm-hmm. and want to, because I do believe all teachers want to improve. Yeah. And having that collaborative um, environment is important. And and so is the communication. Um, those are all sp- Collaboration, communication, those are all essential for employee satisfaction. So I know you're doing a lot of this type of collaboration and communication on campus too. How do you promote it?
1: So, again, a few things. Um, So, first things, we have weekly meetings, Wednesday mornings, we all get together um, before school, you have a morning prayer, and then you just general. Any anything for the good of the group, we'll share things if there's any announcements, anything like that. So, that part of that collaboration. Once a month, we have an activities team here. So once a month for those meetings, they'll have a little breakfast that goes along with it. Um, we also have the when we do our when we have staff meetings, we allow time for collaboration in teams and also in committees. We have different committees, people who handle different things. Uh, the curriculum's i think the team meetings are huge with the grade level so we we're split into three we have the middle school the elementary pre-k k and again they've different needs in each group so those team meetings and they each have a team lead who then ultimately would report to me and you know meets with them um we we like our our social gatherings so we have quite <laughs> a few of those throughout the year we have um my pastor just had something wonderful right at his at his residence. Um with our board. They sponsored a back to school happy hour, wine and cheese. It was very, very nice dinner. And then we have something offsite for Christmas. We have something offsite at the end of the year. Uh one funny thing that we do for all of the office fans out there is um we give little awards at the end of the year. We call them the Terry Awards, and they're voted on by each other. So it's something, you know, like a it could be funny or something serious, whatever it is. And we give those little awards out each year at the end of the year. Um we've done, you know, when we were online, we didn't stop that stuff. We were only online for a couple of months, but we had we had different online games and such that they could play. We actually did a um and this was funny. We did online. We um it was uh the mass singer. So we all oh, great. <laughs> it was a contest and we all did, you know, dressed up and sang and we had our community vote. So the students and parents would go on and vote and vote off the teachers up to the end. Oh, nice. So it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And they're the kind of things that we try we always try to do. Like in school, outside of school. I think, you know, I, I say all the time, the one thing that people say to me when they leave here, teachers when they leave, is I had to because of financial reasons. And I get that. I was there at one point in my life. And, you know, so I'm like, if we could really offer other ways other things to keep teachers to you know I think feeling like a family is so mm-hmm. important um, feeling like everybody's here to support each other is is so important. The little extras that I do you know like I, I like our little teacher treat train that I would walk around with every Friday it was it was during the year that we were in and a lot of the public schools were closed around us and it was a little stressful you know and probably a lot stressful to be honest. Right. So, just kind of upped things, you know. So, on Fridays, I would walk around a little cart that had candy and school supplies and things that the teachers could just ch- take off of and made a little choo choo train thing uh, noise as I went around, too. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's important. I think it's important to be able to provide the educational experience for our teachers' children. So, one of the things with our pre-K, we were able to, we got our our DHS certification through the state of Pennsylvania. And with doing that, we can open to children as young as infants. So right now we just have a two-year-old program and we already have four teachers who bring their kids here uh, to that program. We have other teachers who have children in the upper grades as well. And be able to offer that to these teachers is such an amazing perk. Like I remember myself with with a young child, what a great opportunity that would be to have your child right here in in the in the building with you it's convenient and so again ways that we are trying to give other benefits to keep our teachers here and keep them happy
0: absolutely i am i had the privilege of working at the school where my daughters went for um some time and it was it was convenient Um, It was a safe place for them to go after school to do their homework right in my classroom. I think they were okay with it. And, you know, also um, when it was time to go to school events, outside evening events, I didn't feel the guilt that I felt prior because I knew I was also there for my daughters. I was there to support their school at that point as a parent and you know I felt really good about being able to volunteer and 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 know where my daughters were because they were there next to me. So I think you know it doesn't work for everybody. You have to know your students and you have to know your strengths and weaknesses as an educator and as a parent, but that giving your teachers, you know, that gift of childcare so they can do what they need to do to succeed on your campus is huge. So now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about collaboration and communication um, at, at your school. Today's podcast is made possible by our platinum partner, Archangel Education and Technology. Archangel supports Catholic schools by not only putting technology in the hands of our students, but also by supporting leaders and teachers with outstanding professional development. In-person and virtual options are available. Thank you to Archangel Education and Technology. To learn more about how Archangel can support your school's technology or professional development needs, please contact 866-747-4486. Again, that number is eight six six seven four seven four four eight six. Welcome back. We are talking about Mother Teresa Regional School, and we were just talking about collaboration and communication. Now, what about when you're hiring? Because I know we usually hire the best candidate, but I know that some of us, it's more important to hire for a team. Can you talk about this a little bit? Sure,
1: absolutely. So, um, well, the hiring process always starts, I do initial screenings. So I'll do a short screening with any candidate. And then we actually do, a, we try to get to three, three sets of interviews. Uh, so in the second interview, I'll bring in an assistant principal, Uh, We also have a special ed program here, which I forgot to mention. We started that years ago. I'm very, very proud of that program too. So, and I'll bring my director's special ed in and then the team lead of whichever area they're going to be in. And, you know, if it's middle school, I'll bring in the middle school team leader. And they're probably the more crucial part because that person's ultimately going to have to fit their team and... So that's why we break it down to there. Sometimes, as I mentioned, sometimes we do get into a third. Like if we have a couple of candidates who are just kind of like, okay, which way are we going to go with this? We'll have a third interview and I'll bring in a couple other people. But it really is important to me to have that being able to bond with those teachers that they're going to be working with. And, you know, it's not, as you mentioned, it's not always the uh, the person who appears best on paper, the person who appears to have, you know, the the most skill at writing lesson plans, it really does have to be that. There has to be that mix and they have to be able to work together. And, you know, I see that in a huge way with with these teams that I have right now. And I think that part also, just to kind of revert back to the retention part, I think that plays right into it. You know, when you're part of a really strong team, it's hard to it's hard to want to leave, you know? Right. Like you're working together well. So, we we do try to put as much into that early process as we can.
0: And our our teachers go into education, especially Catholic education, already knowing that they're going to make less. Not that that makes it okay or not that isn't something that we need to strive for for our educators. So they are already the type of people that thrive on collaboration, communication most of the time. And they love the fulfillment they get from their school. So if we give it to them, if we set them up to succeed within a community where they can feel that they can make a difference. I think we have a, a, a better chance of retaining them. I really do. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, we also, we're concerned about our students connecting, but our adults on campus sometimes struggle connecting too and, and belonging to the community. And, and we have to remember as educators, we are the role models for our student community as well. So building a strong, positive teacher community has a lot of other benefits beyond the teacher retention.
1: You know, that is so true in so many ways too. Um, Again, as the role model piece and seeing that, you know, they are that they work together, showing the the students how to do that, but also that team approach to to teaching and 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 helping the students. It's not, you know, it's it's true collaboration when you get into those professional learning communities and you could sit down and you could say, this student's really struggling with XYZ in my class. What's helping? How are you? Are you having the same issues? What's working for you? What's working for you? And I always say that to teachers, like that's what a professional learning community is is for, to help, not to complain, not to, you know, but to say, hey, you know, here's where this is happening. What can we do to help this student? And and the students see that too. They know that everybody's on board wants to help me. I'm in a, I'm in a great place. So I think you're right. You absolutely hit, hit, got that part. I agree 100%. You
0: know, I think too, you mentioned working together to support students. It's just a fact that some students get along better with some teachers. It, it just happens. and And I think it's hard for a teacher to say, hey, you're getting a lot more out of that student than I am. What are you doing? Because it, it puts you in a vulnerable spot because you have to face the fact that maybe what you're doing isn't working and you need some other ideas. And that's that's hard for teachers to do.
1: I could say I could speak <laughs> to that just as a teacher.
0: Yes. And I totally
1: get that. And you know it's kind of like putting the ego aside. And just understanding that, like you said, they're they're not always going to get along with everybody. The kids are going to gravitate more to someone. And and knowing that and accepting that is going to help your relationship with that student too, because you're saying, hey, you know, like to the teacher down the hall, look, you seem to have a really good approach with this student, or they really seem to gravitate towards you. How can you help me make, make my relationship better or at least find things to work with them? And, you know, so I, it, it is, it's very, very true.
0: And that team building, I'm sure helps because it helps break down those walls um, when we can be a mask singer with our colleagues and do silly things like Pizza Friday and the um, treat train, which sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure those those really help. You also have a staff, I think you um, a committee that decorates and what tell me about that yep so that's one of our committees it's
1: our staff members sign up at the beginning of the year for the different committees and that's one of them our staff activities committee so they they'll decorate our staff lounge they'll take care of the birthdays they have the little sunshine club so any birthdays they make sure somebody gets you know whatever it is that they give them um and they sponsor like morning breakfast as i mentioned this morning they will, I'll tell, you know, we, okay. So the Christmas party is whatever date they come up with games, they come up with, you know, if there's a Pollyanna and then, you know, they plan out those different, you know, if there's a happy hour throughout the year, things like that. So it's nice because, you know, it, again, little things, I always say little things matter. Like Mm -hmm. I can't tell you when I walk around with that Little Tree Train It has like little tasty cakes or little like um even just gel pens. They're so excited, you know? Like <laughs> I'll just take a mint today. Thanks, you know. And we laugh cuz the pizza we um we do give them pizza every Friday and they also can dress down on Fridays if we don't have mass. But uh which again, favorite thing in the world. Oh, I can wear jeans Friday. Yes. <laughs> um the pizza there's one person on staff who he always, I'm always worried because he loves the the Buffalo chicken pizza. And I was out of town last year. I think I was at the NCA, and I realized I never ordered the pizza. And all I cared about was, was this one staff member going to eat lunch. It was like my big thing. So, you know, it's again, like I, like, I try to be aware of what's going on and what, what they like and what'll be good for
0: them. That sounds like a lot of fun. So recognizing the teachers, you know, and our teachers are humble and they often say they don't need recognition or, you know, they didn't do it for that or, and that, and that's true. They they are very humble people and they do, do what they do because they want to make a difference, but that doesn't mean we don't recognize them and thank them. Um, even with a gel pen, you know, we're yep. just like our, we're just like our students. We, we like the popcorn parties too. <laughs> yep. 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 So speaking of recognition, uh, I have promised our listeners we'd come back and talk about the Blue Ribbon School. I know you're experiencing a great deal of recognition. What does this look like as, as a Blue Ribbon School after winning? What, what's going on for you in, at your school?
1: It's, been huge, so especially in a year where I think there were as a, was a smaller number than what normally is out there for blue mm-hmm. ribbon years. Um, you know, when it was announced, so we did it in school. Like I, I knew ahead of time, but the kid nobody else did, and so we had it on in all the classrooms. That they send a video, and we were like trying to time it exactly that we could all watch it at the same time because we couldn't all get together in the gym that day. And I happen to be sitting with the second grade, and when it when it came on, they just went crazy. And The whole school, you could hear them all cheering. Everybody's so excited. I'm like, hey, if these kids have no idea what this even means, but it's their school just got an award, you know? So there's so much pride that went with it. And then we had, um, so we had a, a pep rally the following week and we had our Panther, we had, those confetti things, streamers. We had the one local, one of the high schools that our students go to, they brought their pep band over. They, (laughs) they play, it was so much fun. The kids were so excited again. It's just that day was great. They had blue water ice and all. And then, um, but the other part that's been really impressive is like reporters, like it's been, it's all over the news, you know, it's in the newspapers. It's a big deal. I was, You know, people you talk to, they know what this is. The amount of recognition that we've gotten, you know, the letters from the archbishop, letter from the the head of the Department of Ed in Pennsylvania, letter from the U.S. Department, our Montgomery County Commissioner came over with an an accommodation and flowers showing up. It's, you know, (laughs) again, little things, but it's nothing that I even anticipated. I kept saying to people, I'm like, I know this is a big deal. But it's so huge that you just, it really is such an amazing thing. And of course, we've got banners everywhere, you know, immediately put all that stuff up. But it really does. It, it just, I think it, for us, shows how much work we do at the school. I think it's a huge, just, it, it's just been, it's so exciting. And there's just so much pride, it's, it, you know, and, and people see it and they know it and constantly congratulating you and all. It's just a really nice feeling.
0: That's great. Um, I know it takes a lot of effort. Was all the effort worth it to you? Absolutely. I, um, you know,
1: it was a goal of mine for years since I got here and I saw other schools getting blue ribbon. I'm like, we're getting that. So whatever it takes, we're getting there. And you know, it's, you have to have, so we take the Terra Nova test as our standardized test. So there has to be, you have to reach certain thresholds in those tests. You have to do you know, I mean, you've, you've seen these applications. They're very, very lengthy, very, and I will say the part about leadership and what we do for teachers. I'm like, I gave that to somebody else to work on. I said, I feel (laughs) awkward because it's going to be me selling me. So I need somebody else to do it. I need it to be genuine coming from somebody else. So, um, but it was, you know, it, it makes everybody work harder. It makes everybody share a common goal. It, um, it lets us see, where are we? What do we need to right. do better? And how can we get there? And I think just working towards that built community here and made everybody, you know, and then picking, asking people to take on a role in the completion of that, again, makes people feel like my input matters, I matter. And again, so it all kind of goes back to that same kind of, that environment of of feeling that welcome. But it also really, like, it established the fact that look, all of your hard work matters. Everything we do here is being honored. Like, like we're getting recognition for for what we do and, and what we don't even think about doing sometimes. Like this is our job. This is what we do. So it was absolutely worth it without a doubt. And I think, I think we can apply again in six years. We'll be applying again, you know? I right. mean, there's no question
0: about it. You know, you're working hard together. You're being competitive together. And yep. then as far as... um. Operational Vitality, it doesn't hurt your marketing, I'm sure. Not at all. And, <laughs> you know, our marketing
1: has changed face a little bit. It's not just our logo anymore. It's that <laughs> logo, you know, like huge right there. And, you know, it's on everything. And again, it 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 does matter. I know that we've had families in the past who have come through the school and said, well, you know, there's other schools with Blue Ribbon. Um, you know, are you planning on, you know, are, will you ever be a Blue Ribbon school? Like People ask about it. And again, I don't know that people fully know what it really means or what goes into it, but again it's it's absolutely a piece for marketing
0: definitely, you know, and just another opportunity to celebrate our teachers yep. um yep. is really critical right now um again, congratulations, all right, so right. extra credit time um oh, okay, what yep. is something you hope your students remember about your school?
1: I want our students aside from the learning of course I want them to learn but I want them to really remember that sense of belonging here that sense of this home that was theirs for as many years as they were here
0: I like that what is your biggest struggle as an administrator so I I have to say I think as an administrator it's hard
1: because you're dealing with a lot of different stakeholders and trying to find that common ground with you know you can't make everybody happy so you try to find and sometimes you just have to make the decision and that's it and right. people don't always understand why and they don't know all the reasons so you know and you can't really sometimes share the reasons so it's that I'd say that that is probably the most difficult part how about favorite books well i love thrillers and suspense books um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always looked, looking for new ones. I listen to them more than I read them now because I'm in the car a lot. So I listen to, the, I, I like audio books, but, um, you know, I do also enjoy good game of Thrones books. Those books <laughs> were, uh,
0: long, but very good. And last but not least, any shout outs today? Oh yeah, of course. Um, well,
1: I'm going to first start out with a shout out to my son. He's a, uh, you know, he's down in Georgia, but I'll give him a shout out. Um, my whole school, my community, all the students, the teachers, everybody here is fantastic. A shout out to all of them and to my pastor here, Father Choppy. And also, I have to get this in go Phillies in the world series and keep up the unbeaten streak to our Philadelphia Eagles.
0: <laughs> I think we just lost some listeners. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it has been a joy to speak with you today, Christine. Um, you are doing a fabulous job and um, I know your school is very lucky to have you in the lead. Um And, you know, and to our listeners, if you happen to be passing through King of Prussia and you hear the sound of a choo-choo train, it may just be Miss Pagan on her treat train. Um, Stop in and meet her and her staff at Mother Teresa Regional School. Did you like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And thank you to our NCEA podcast listeners. Don't forget, the most valuable resource we have is each other. Do you or someone you know have something worth sharing? Let us know. We could be visiting your diocese and introducing you as our next podcast guest. Thank you.